Today's podcast is sponsored by Boringer Engelheim, makers of Prozinc, the long-acting insulin for use in cats. Check out more information at prozinc.us. Diabetic ketoacidosis, otherwise known as DKA, is a severe form of complicated diabetes mellitus, which requires emergency care. The state of DKA does not occur until the body is severely starved for an energy source. If glucose isn't transported into cells due to lack of insulin, ketones are made from fatty acids as a form of energy. When produced in excess, these ketone bodies make the patient feel ill and contribute to significant metabolic acidosis and severe electrolyte abnormalities. Due to the life-threatening electrolyte and acid-base abnormalities that can occur with patients with DKA, rapid diagnosis, assessment, and treatment is imperative. Treatment includes fluid resuscitation and hydration, correction of electrolytes and acid-base imbalances with potassium, phosphorus, and potentially bicarbonate supplementation, and short-term insulin therapy until the patient is more stable for long-acting insulin therapy. But more on this in the podcast, how to treat DKA in five minutes or less, where we focus on therapy. Today's podcast will discuss what type of short-acting insulin we can consider using for the DKA patient. Remember that short-acting insulin therapy is the insulin of choice in the immediate DKA crisis. You don't want to use a long-acting insulin during a DKA crisis as you don't have fine enough control of the blood glucose. Instead, focus on hydration and initial treatment and stabilization and slowly, I mean very slowly, lower the blood glucose with typically regular insulin. While regular insulin, either as intramuscular injections or as a constant rate infusion, is the mainstay therapy in veterinary medicine for severely affected, acutely ill DKA patients, more recently, it's been back-ordered or unavailable. Unfortunately, we've seen lots of veterinary drugs go off the market or on back order, and this seems to be an increased trend nowadays. So, if you can't get regular insulin, what are your other options? One new FDA-approved option for a short-acting insulin is Lispro. This can potentially provide us a great alternative to when we can't get regular insulin. The problem is, does it work in our veterinary patients? Sears and all at a University of Pennsylvania wanted to evaluate if this short-acting insulin, Lispro, could be used as a substitute for regular insulin. They evaluated 12 dogs in a prospective study, half of which were treated with Lispro, while the other half were treated with traditional regular insulin. What they found was that Lispro insulin was safe, effective, and a reasonable treatment for DKA patients. Dogs treated with Lispro insulin had a markedly shorter time to improvement in their biochemical parameters with a CRI of insulin one day compared to two and a half days with regular insulin therapy. That said, the median time to transition to administration of subcutaneous insulin was not significantly different between the Lispro insulin and regular insulin treated group. On average, two and a half to three days from the start of therapy. The median duration of hospitalization was also not significantly different between these two groups. On average, approximately four to four and a half days. More importantly, adverse effects were not documented in the Lispro insulin group, meaning that it's a safe alternative, if not better, than regular insulin. Most importantly, how do we treat dogs with diabetic ketoacidosis? Most sick, dehydrated DKA patients are hospitalized for at least two to five days. Once underlying diseases are addressed, electrolyte and acid-base abnormalities are corrected, and the patient is hydrated, normothermic, normotensive, and eating and drinking on their own, 
they can be transitioned from the regular short-acting insulin to the longer-acting insulin that they can continue at home. So what else did we learn from this study? What was interesting in the study was that all the dogs developed hypokalemia while being treated with insulin. After all, that's why we use insulin as a treatment for hyperkalemia in blocked cats. It pushes potassium intracellularly. What this tells us is that we must correct electrolyte abnormalities, even if they are normal on presentation, prior to starting insulin therapy. As a general rule, don't start any type of insulin, be it regular or Lispro, for at least six hours. Hydrate first, worry about insulin later. While we give this study kudos for being prospective, one of the limitations was the subjectiveness of physical examination findings, in other words, dehydration. After all, this may affect length of hospitalization, prognosis, and overall survival. Similarly, the rate of initial fluid resuscitation was not standardized, which may have affected the degree of hyperglycemia and hypokalemia in patients. Finally, it'd be nice to see more than 12 patients in a study, as this limited the statistical power of the study. Overall, treatment of DKA in dogs with IVCRI Lispro insulin is an effective and safe alternative to regular insulin therapy. So yes, you can go ahead and use it when your regular insulin is back ordered.